Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we'll unlock the book Shoe Dog for you. The name Shoe Dog might seem a bit strange. It's the nickname and self-mocking labeling for a group of enthusiasts that are obsessed with the designing, making, and improving of sports shoes. Shoe Dog is the autobiography of Nike founder Phil Knight. When published, the book has set off a wave of reading and discussion in the US and around the world. Why? Although Phil Knight founded the world's number one sports brand, he's been very low-key and rarely spoke in front of the public. Only after Knight wrote the book Shoe Dog did people learn about his dedication and passion, as well as the wonderful untold story of the business empire of Nike. Knight has only written this one book, but his language is simple and humorous, and the story is exciting and emotional. If he hadn't worked in the sports shoe business, Knight might have become an excellent writer. In our impression, Nike is a brand associated with brilliance and legend. It was made famous by a group of creative and talented athletes and the sportsmanship they represented. These athletes, such as Michael Jordan and LeBron James, are born with unmatched talents, and have overcome many difficulties to become sports heroes and spiritual leaders for the public. At the same time, they've made Nike a legendary symbol, leading the company from one success to another. In Knight's writing, however, Nike's success is nothing like what we've imagined, it's full of coincidence, hardship, struggle, and setbacks. Along the way, there have been so many times the firm could have come to an end. After reading this book, we can feel that the shoe dog culture is Nike's soul, and just do it is its core spirit. Without them, Nike wouldn't be the firm we know today. In this bookie, we will learn about the key content of Shoe Dog in three parts. Part 1, A Brief History of Nike, The Path of Growth. Part 2, The Soul of Nike, Shoe Dog Culture. Part 3, The Nike Spirit, Just Do It. This book is arranged in chronological order. It tells Nike's story of growth over nearly two decades from 1962, when the firm was first started, to 1980, when the firm went public. This process can be divided into four phases, the dream where it all started, Blue Ribbon Sports, the founding of Nike, and Business Legend. Let's first, talk about the dream. When Knight was studying at the University of Oregon, he dreamt of becoming an outstanding athlete. At that time, Knight was instructed by famous American coach Bill Bowman. Bauman served as the head coach of the U.S. track and field team at the 1972 Olympics, and helped his students set 13 world records and 22 American records, but he failed to help Knight make any achievement in track and field. Knight later admitted that he was a good athlete, but far from the level of excellence. Still, Knight likes to run and to compete, he enjoys the physical and mental pleasure in the half-second before reaching the finish line. He thought, is there any way that I can still feel like an athlete even though I cannot become one? Is there any job where work feels like a race? Knight had an idea. He thought of his graduation project, 
a research paper about running shoes. In the paper, he wrote that although German sneaker brands like Adidas and Puma were dominating the American market at the time, the sneaker brands from Japan were not bad either. They had good quality, new styles and low prices. If introduced to the US market, the Japanese sneakers could potentially defeat the German brands just like what happened to the camera industry. Knight thought, isn't this a good job? I like running, I like running shoes, and I have also taken an entrepreneurship class at Stanford. Why can't I do this by myself? So Knight made up his mind and decided to go to Japan to talk with Onitsuka, a sneaker firm not yet well known among the Americans, and see if he can sell their running shoes in the US. So, what's the deal with Blue Ribbon Sports? This is the most interesting story in the entire book. Blue Ribbon Sports was initially a non-existent shell company, but it helped Knight obtain the rights to sell Onitsuka shoes in the US. After Knight made up his mind about the sneaker business, he asked for some money from his father, and flew to Japan on a transoceanic flight, which was not that safe yet at the time. He visited the headquarters of Onitsuka Corp and was warmly welcomed by the Japanese firm. Knight was just, 24 years old at the time. He was quiet and shy, looking nothing like a savvy businessman. But still, Onitsuka treated him like a big deal. Why? It has something to do with the unique historical background at that time. It was the year of 1962. The Japanese was in a love-hate relationship with the United States. On the one hand, they were afraid of the US. On the other, however, in order to develop the Japanese economy, they cannot afford to turn their back against the huge US market. Although Knight was just a young boy that looked like a nobody, he was an American and Onitsuka didn't want to miss the potential opportunity. One executive asked Knight, which company do you work for? Struck by the unexpected question, Knight suddenly thought of the blue ribbons in his bedroom. They were the rewards from his track races. He blurted, I represent Blue Ribbon Sports of Portland, Oregon. Thanks to this non-existent company, Knight obtained the rights to sell Onitsuka shoes in 13 states. After returning to the United States, Knight set up the company, used his father's basement to store the goods imported from Onitsuka, and officially started to sell the Onitsuka Tiger shoes in the US. At first, Knight tried to sell the sports shoes through retail stores, but most stores said there are already too many running shoe brands on the market, and Onitsuka Tiger is not a well-known brand, so they are unwilling to sell Knight's running shoes. Knight was not discouraged. He threw the running shoes into the trunk of his car and drove to various sports fields. He chatted with coaches, athletes and spectators, and let them try on the Onitsuka Tiger shoes to feel the quality. Because the Onitsuka Tiger shoes had pretty good quality, some professionals started to recognize the brand and wear them for the race. Knight also invited Coach Bowerman to be his partner. Under the influence of these sports professionals, Blue Ribbon Sports has opened up a market little by little. Knight later went to Japan again and got the rights to sell Onizuka shoes across the whole US market. But just when he was about to roll up his sleeves and expand the business, 
Knight encountered a new hurdle and had to start manufacturing his own shoes. At that time, Onitsuka thought that Blue Ribbon Sports was not selling enough of their shoes, and therefore wanted to find other local distributors. This is not all Knight's fault. The slow growth of sales was mainly because of Knight's limited working capital. He had to settle the payment for the last batch before purchasing the next batch. Plus, Onitsuka sometimes cannot deliver goods on time, and international shipping often takes longer than expected to arrive. All of these had some negative impacts on sales. But Onitsuka couldn't wait for Blue Ribbon Sports to grow. They began contacting larger distributors, proposed to acquire Blue Ribbon Sports, and asked to have 51% of the shares. Of course, Knight didn't agree. Blue Ribbon's sales channel has already been established, the firm has also developed some knowledge in the design and development of running shoes. So Knight decided to do this by himself and this is how Nike was founded. In 1972, Blue Ribbon Sports became Nike. Thanks to the shoe dog's enthusiasm and unique tastes in product development, Nike has launched a series of successful running shoes, such as the quarters worn by Forrest Gump in the movie, and the air cushion shoes that made Nike a rival of Adidas. Later, with the help of a trading company called Nisho Iwai, Nike survived the cash flow problem and opened its own factory. Since then, Nike has been designing and manufacturing its own sports shoes. Finally, Nike went public on the stock market and raised enough funds through the listing. The path of entrepreneurship, as described in this book, feels like a long and arduous journey, but Knight clearly enjoyed it. Like a hero in mythology, Knight was inspired, set off on the road, experienced difficulties, and finally achieved success. In this book, Knight only told Nike's story until its IPO in 1980, and didn't go further into the company's legends in the following years, including how the slogan Just Do It was born, how the partnership with Michael Jordan began, and how it's become the top sports brand around the world. Still, we can see that the spirit of Just Do It has already revealed itself even before 1980. We'll further discuss this in the third part of the book. That concludes part 1, A Brief History of Nike, The Path of Growth. After Knight's dream of becoming an athlete was shattered, he had another dream, that is, to sell the high-quality and inexpensive Japanese Onitsuka Tiger running shoes in the huge US market. Knight went to Japan in person, got the distribution rights for his Blue Ribbon Sports, and started selling them in the US however, Onitsuka was unhappy with Blue Ribbon Sports' slow growth so the two firms broke apart. Knight started his own brand as a result, and this is how Nike was born. Nike solved its product and funding challenges one by one in the following years, and eventually became a real player in the market. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now. Dir hat dieser Podcast gefallen? Dann klicke jetzt auf Abonnieren und empfehle ihn weiter. Bleib immer auf dem Laufenden und folge uns bei Twitter, Instagram und Facebook. Mehr Podcasts findest du auf meinpodcast.de.